This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. This man's got a pretty good life going on at the moment. Although he's, he's about the only bloke working, I think, in the UK. I... I've seen every other journalist over there at soccer matches, dining out, a lot of tourist. They're doing a lot of touristy well, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Andrew Voss from uh, Breakfast with uh, Vossie and Brandy on SCN, and also uh, the best rugby league caller in the country. You can hear him on Fox. Vossie, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Uh, good morning, boys. Yeah, now head head's still spinning. I've got to be honest. No, I, I saw the pictures of blokes at Old Trafford yesterday, but um, from the moment I flew in on Thursday UK time, around about lunchtime, after 30 hours of travel into a breakfast show that night, uh, back Australian time, into three hours of train travel to Newcastle the next day, a 10-gala dinner into getting to see both matches on Saturday here, which was quite an effort to go from Newcastle, be there for the opening, which was just fantastic, apart from the pre-match entertainment disaster, and then get to Leeds for the kickoff for the Australian game, um, into going to Warrington last night to call New Zealand and Lebanon. Seriously, guys, my, my, as I said, my head is spinning, <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm, I might just go for a nice walk today around the streets of Manchester. So, Vossie, you spoke about catching a train. I, I saw that you put something on Twitter about you just love oh. to be able to get a seat one day on a train. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate, I've got to tell you, I, I know we're here to talk sport, but just so people know, and, and look, they have got massive issues with their trains over here, cancellation strikes, snap strikes, all of that going on. Saturday night, I, uh, look, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm a, I, you know, as I said, I'm a rookie. I, I decided to catch train back from Leeds to Manchester. I, 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 I bought a, um, I thought I'll, I'll go a bit of a toff. I'll go, I'll buy a first class seat because that'll ensure I get a seat to get across. I just want to get back. You know what I mean? It's been a long day. <laughs> Man, anyone and every human on that train was blind drunk <laughs> and none of them had tickets. They, anyone went any carriage. And I thought, well, mate, I didn't even dare ask the bloke who was sitting in my seat to move that we are crammed in like, you know, you see the Japanese peak hour subway trains. <laughs> that was That was first class. I, I seriously, I just kept my head down. I said, just get me out of here. And it, it was the same again yesterday. Trains packed on weekends, cancellations. I had to get across to Warrington, uh, which is between Manchester and Liverpool. Um, yeah, no, it's an experience. It's part of the journey. It's part of the adventure. But um, wouldn't mind sitting down on the longer trips, yeah. And what's the standout so far as a tourist, Vossi, away from the stadiums? Or it might be a stadium, something you visited, something you've eaten. Oh, look, oh, well... I haven't, yeah, I haven't tucked into any big meals yet. Yet to have a curry, which is you know on my top of my wish list, obviously. But seriously, boys, I, I actually in my life haven't attended an EPL game. Um, I went to Newcastle's home ground uh, for the tournament opener. It was one of those wow moments in your life where you where you see something for the first time, uh, something iconic. If all the all, and I've been to Old Trafford before, and it's a wow moment at Wembley, but. 
going into Newcastle and, um, and, and the tributes everywhere to Bobby Robson, everything is black and white. It is an incredible stadium in a, um, a very vibrant city. Uh, I was blown away by how good it is, and I could only imagine what it is like full for a Premier League game. Um, no, really, you know, that, that moment being there, and England winning, of course, you know, getting into the atmosphere in a 40,000-plus crowd, but, yeah, it must be enormous when it's full for the EPL. No, I really thought that was, um, that was something special. Very lucky to be there. Yeah, you're very strong on Samoa's uh, performance, and I just earlier on was, yeah, my... I think I can 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 um, concur with your thoughts as well about Samoa about how miserable yep. they were and and we keep seeing it most tournaments with, with Samoa just just so disappointing with the way they keep turning up to these tournaments, yep. Bossy. Yeah, all talk, no walk, was it? Um, you know, I I I say it um, a little flippantly, but I'd send them home. You know, I just. <laughs> The, the pre-match war cry is, is far more passionate than anything they did then for 80 minutes. Now, they can say they had some injuries, but look, I sat during the match with, um, with Mike Stevenson. Um, uh, he, he was up in the stands with me watching the game. At the 20-minute mark, we both said to each other, this will be 50. That was 20 minutes into the game. Mm. You could just see that Samoa, you know, a bit of cliche, it hadn't turned up. Just, who knows why, for whatever reason, what have they been doing for the, for the week preparation? Now, you go back over the quotes pre-match. I mean, I, I make no apology for this, but Matt Parrish must live on another planet. I mean, he, he went into the game saying, you know, underprepared, only three training sessions. I mean, look at the look at the playing talent you've got. Come on, I mean, seriously, there's eight state of origin players mm. in his side, and, and was throwing that card out going into game one. I mean, talk about give your players a leave pass, and then after the game. It's one, of the, it's one of the strangest takes I have ever heard on a game for a coach to sit there when you want accountability and say, if the match was played in 24 hours, there would be, quote, an entirely different result, unquote. Mm. Matt, what are you talking about? What are you on? I mean, that is ridiculous. They were smashed, absolutely smashed. Yeah, I don't know if they can come back from that first loss, Vossi. Uh, Australia, they did the job against Fiji, 42 to 8 in the first game. I mean, they, they were impressive enough and trying to work out their combinations. The, the seven or eight plays yep. rested from game one will come in. Um, that means Cleary and Munster will be in the halves. Uh, Mal told Ben Davis today yep. on SENQ that Grant will start as hooker. I, I'm used to saying in the number nine, but he'll start as hooker. They certainly looked better with Grant playing as dummy half on, on Sunday morning our time. Oh, he was exceptional. He, he, he really was exceptional. And I, I love hearing the... Um, I love hearing and, you know, mixing with the fans after the games because they've, they've only seen these players on TV and they, they come away from the game. It was the same last night in Warrington. Um, you know, all the fans talking about how good Joey Manu is. It was the same in, in Eddingley. All this Harry Grant, you know, how good's he? Um, so, no, they were very impressed with Harry Grant. And he was, he, was, he was very good. And the Australians warmed as the contest went on. I mean, credit to Fiji. You know, the effort Fiji put in was, was light years ahead of what Samoa had done earlier in the day. Um, terrific scramble and goal line defence. If they didn't put that effort in, you know, Australia would have racked up 60 or more. But, um, no, I, I thought a, a decent hit out. And Mal's got the duty of giving everyone um, a game across these, these first uh, week and a bit. Um, three pool games. Uh, who their quarterfinal opponent will be? Well, based on last night, I mean, Lebanon um, and yesterday watching Ireland, I mean, that's going to be a keen tussle. So it'll be Lebanon or Ireland, it appears, that Australia would play in the uh, quarterfinal. So really... 
you know, they're going to sweep through their first four games, aren't they? Let's not kid ourselves. Mm, mm. And then go headlong into New Zealand in the semi-finals. Again, stressing to our listeners, Australia cannot play New Zealand in the final. They are they are slotted in to play each other in the semi-final, which is massive. Mm. Now, Vossi, um, in relation to pronunciations, and I thought the UK commentators were really poor yep. with the Samoan players. I didn't do any of their research, oh. and you've been outstanding over the years. Now, I noticed with the Lebanon, the Cedars game, well, I thought they were really courageous against New Zealand. Adam Duahi. So yes. moving forward, is that the way that Adam's pronounced yes. surname? No, yeah. So I can give you the whole story there. So the very first game Adam played was a charity shield. This is even before he'd played an NRL game. He played charity shield. And I be, you know, I've got plenty of Lebanese friends. I, no, I, I saw the surname and that's always been pronounced Duahi. Always. It is in the Lebanese community that is Dwayhi. That's how you go back and listen to his very first appearance. I called him Dwayhi in the Charity Shield. He informed me that week after having that first game before he played his first NRL game, he said, no, I, it's, I want it pronounced Dewey because that's what my father has been. Even though it's Dwayhi in the Lebanese community, my dad is Dewey. So I will respect him. And so I'm Adam Dewey. And I said, sweet. You know, you, and this is what a lot of the fans don't understand sometimes. We, we do what the players want not necessarily what the extended family want. Well, this week, going into game one of, um, of the World Cup, he has set the record straight and said, I'd like to be known as Dwayhi, which is the correct Lebanese pronunciation. So, we re- again, we respect Adam's wishes. It is Adam Dwayhi from this day forth. So I hope that's cleared it up. Right. Vossi, nice. uh, we're talking off the top of the show. Sats has got a mate who used to play rugby league in England, and quite often he was used as the 19th man. So he played reserve grade on the Friday night, front up on Sunday to be the yep. the uh, 19th man. Apparently, the 19th man's job was to massage, to rub down the other players. Uh, we've got a text here from Steve from Dubbo. It says, Vossi sounds tense. Uh, he's in the right part of the world for a 19th man. Do you want us to send some 19th men well, around to give you a rub down, Vossi? And are you tense? Uh No. No, the answer is no. Um, it, well, well, if you say tense, I mean, the body clock just hasn't adjusted at all. I don't think I've had longer than about four, four and a half hours sleep. Buggered. I'm absolutely buggered and would only sleep for four and a half hours. Then bang, I'm up. So I haven't adapted to the cycle yet. But um, no, I, I do not want the 19th man having any visit. Keep the 19th man well clear of me, Sats. You, you deviant. Right, yeah, yeah, and it was Steve from Dubbo, actually. It was a real text. So, Steve, that's a thanks but no thanks, clearly from Vossi. We kicked off the show tonight. Yeah. Breaking news in Australia. Uh, Sats can't stand Sweet Caroline. He's over it. I don't know if you saw the crowd singing it before yeah. the Everest with 46,000 people oh. on Saturday, Vossi. What song would yeah. you replace? We've had Sporty Gab from Newcastle suggest oh. I'm Too Sexy. Yeah. I don't mind that. No, 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 no. Over here, and it was the first song when I first get into Newcastle Stadium, every ground, the Fratellis, mate. You know, they take you to run everywhere here. Yeah, just play that. It puts a smile on your face, and it's a great song. It's a great song. So play that on your show tonight. It's played everywhere here. I wish they'd have written that and be living off the royalties. I don't know if they've got another song, to be honest. I don't know any of their other songs, but that gets an absolute workout here at every sporting venue, and the crowd love it. And yeah, it's hard not to get caught up in that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, one of our one of our listeners, Crossy, just texted and said, "Hate the Australian numbers. I wish they'd go back to normal." Now, as a commentator, we 
We commentate games, Manly, mm. Penrith, whatever. We know yep. what the players look like. We know their number. If we can't see who they are, you look at their boot colour. It's mm. usually written next to their name. And yes, with the Saifides, that's the way that I try and yeah. uh, signify which Saifides yeah. it is. How are you going to go with these new numbers as a commentator? <laughs> you cross it yet, Vossi? Yeah. Well, well, Sats, I, well look, I, I sat in the uh, crowd to watch the game at Headingley the other night, the Australian side. And, and I had to sort of, you know, I'm just calling the game in my head, just watching them. And I know them by face, and at Headingley's a great ground. You're close to the action, but I've got to say, I, 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 I don't know how, how clear do the names on the back of the jerseys come up on the television. Not real I'm, I'm not really, you know, I, I said no. That's what I mean. I, I don't think the is it the font. I don't think the font's right on the back of the jerseys <laughs> to have a significant. Um, it, it just, it, I, I just don't think they've thought that part of it through. If they're going to justify, well, we'll mix up the numbers, but we'll put names on the back. I'm sure the names, you know, when. Sattler played Origin. I could read Sattler's name on the back a lot clearer than I can read any of the names at this World Cup. Um, look, I, I tell you what it's done. The numbering thing has proven to me the quintessential example of any publicity is good publicity. Because normally, I've covered a few World Cups in my time, fellas, there's not a lot of awareness. There's not a lot of passion around the World Cup when it starts and you sort of get interested as the tournament goes on. That number fiasco... <laughs> gave more publicity for any World Cup I've previously covered. So people suddenly knew it was on and were talking about it. So I'm putting a positive spin on, on what is, I believe, a negative. I'm, I'm not a fan of it at all, and I don't see how that educates the fans having that numbering that are new to the game. I would rather they compare sevens and ones and, and know that that's how rugby league is. They're the positions, and, and you make that comparison. We've got it on the big screen in the studio right now, Sats, and it's still hard to see. I think... They need to make the, the names bigger. Yep. Uh, they forgot to use bold uh, yep. on the uh, Excel spreadsheet. And yes. I'm thinking maybe Times New Roman <laughs> would be a nice font, uh, Vossi. And it yes. makes it a little bit more comical, doesn't it? Yes, right. Mm. Well, well, that's right. So there you go. I, I really don't, you know, you've, you've solved the problem there. Um, that, you know, invoice them. Invoice them for that um, expertise, that consultancy that you've just done there. That's... That's great. I, I will say this, um, the crowd's disappointing, and that's, that's a talking point here um, this morning and looking at social media. I have had a number of fans come up to me and they're talking in relation to the final when the World Cup was last year and I was here in 2013, a ticket for the final £60, the same ticket this year. And I know it is nine years on, but it's £152. Jeez. And given some grim... Uh, cost of living news over here. I mean, they're in an absolute mess, the government. Um, they've changed their, what well, the equivalent of the Australian Treasurer over the weekend. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're, they're headed into recession. That sort of increase isn't sitting well. So, you know, and I think it has had an impact on these uh, prelim games, uh, albeit it was different opposition. But I called New Zealand v Samoa in Warrington nine years ago when they filled the joint, 15,000. Last night, New Zealand v Lebanon, not with the, quite the same support, obviously, as Samoa, but, but to um, get less than half that crowd, um, you know, you, got, you can't ignore it. You can't, you can't ignore it. There's obviously something they need to look at their pricing and, and get the fans in. All right, Andrew Voss uh, from Vossie and Brandy for breakfast on SEN and also from Fox Sports. We appreciate your time, mate. Go uh, and have a curry. Yeah, and a crumpet. Go and have a crumpet for breakfast, mate. Yeah, I need a curry, yeah. Thanks for your time, mate. Uh, yes, no, I might go to Greg's Pastry House uh, for breakfast. Thank you. Lovely being on the program. And uh, France v Greece tonight in Doncaster, and I'm calling Tonga v PNG tomorrow in St Helens. So I can't stuff. wait for that one. Good on you, Vossi. Take care, mate.
Will do. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And don't forget, you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Queensland time. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.